Burn Prince, what's going on? Everything. How are you doing? I'm good, man. Uh, you get me without Nikki tonight. How's that feel? No, no big deal. Congratulations, <laughs> Nikki, on your new baby, and I uh, hope she's doing well. And uh, I do want to start off by saying I love what you're doing on Instagram. I like uh, I like the comment you made about keeping everything positive. I just uh, I respect that. Oh, I appreciate that. You know, it's funny. That's a little bit why Nikki's not here. Um, we've you know we've changed the the format of the podcast and we've been talking for months, I mean months, um, about kind of changing the tone of what we're doing and addressing the bigger needs of the community. Like I, I have felt for a while that the only need being served by podcasts in the CrossFit community is, is CrossFit events, like com- competitions, which are mm-hmm. great. We love competitions and we're here to talk about one tonight, but, but our, you know, my thought was, is like, there aren't a lot of strong female voices addressing female needs. There's no one really talking about charity or, or equity and inclusion or, and competitions and athletes, or just talking about our lives, you know, like our community is so much bigger than thruster races. You know what I mean? And um, so what we decided to do is we'll do some solo episodes and bring you twice as much content. So she and I will still do joint episodes probably once a week where we're interviewing people and, and talking about CrossFit and whatever. And then, you know, she's going to take episodes like right now she's doing this focus on female uh, series where she's talking to people about postpartum fitness and I'm taking uh, like community events. So today I'm the second one I've uh, actually talked to um, around events going on in the CrossFit community, bringing people together to do fitness, you know, and, and what that means for the community. And so we'll, we're just going to mix it up some. And, uh, and I think what I hope will happen, hopefully, is that we'll address a a broader audience and let people remember that, you know, we have so much more in common than we don't like, it just feels like the community right now is so pissed off at, you know, uh, you know, CrossFit HQ or morning chalk up or each other, you know what I mean? It's like, I've just had enough. So I'm like, all right, let's just bring some positivity. Let's have some fun because CrossFit should just be fun. We're not curing cancer here, you know? I love that. Well, I think the, here's the, uh, I was like, thinking about this today on my way to work and I knew I was going to have this conversation with you. Uh, I think the the square, the North Star for fitness and CrossFit, right, is fitness belongs to everyone. And you bring that awareness or not, everybody says bring awareness. So that's not the term I'm looking for. But you make it clear that's if that's the North Star for everyone, then we all find a common ground. Um, I've thought about the people I've worked out with in the past. I've worked out with royalty, literally royalty, uh, celebrities, if you will, Steve Aoki, uh, CrossFit celebrities, or just people down the street. And uh, when you sweat together, you learn so much more about each other. So um, I think I don't want to step on your toes, but I think that's what you're trying to say. Yeah, I, I, I hope it works out that way. I mean, I'm the same thing. Like I've I've worked out side by side with, you know, some of the best names in the sport. And, you know, when I say worked out, like I'm doing what I do and they're doing <laughs> something totally different, but, uh, but you get the point. And, but then we're both laying on the floor dying, just different degrees, you know, and, and it should just be fun. Like we should have set fun together. And I don't know, I've never been in a gym while I, where I argued with anyone ever. I've never seen an argument across the gym. I'm sure they happen, but I've never seen it. Well, but I see it every day in the comment section, you know, of morning chalk up or whoever. And it's like, come on, we're not that angry. We can't be. We well, can't the be. comment section is a funny place. I, I you know, I, I try to stay away from the comment section myself, but I, I know what you mean. Cause I feel like there's a, you know, you look at a post and you look, read the comments and eh, it's almost like a Yelp review, right? Sometimes people yeah. skew more negative than positive. So we're keeping it positive today. <laughs> yeah. Well, look, you guys are doing uh, a lot of positive stuff at uh, Invictus, and that's, you know, why we've got you on here tonight. We're talking about uh, the Invictus Invitational. You guys, what year are you on now for this? Is this year three? Season three. Um, I couldn't yeah. be more excited. I couldn't be more. I'm I'm stoked. I'm in go mode right now. We're in go mode right now. So uh, it started off, I always say a happy accident, but it started off as a happy accident, and it's it's grown so much. And there's so much more room to grow. So uh, what's it look like this year? Give me, give me the rundown. Sure. On June 18th, we're going to do uh, co-ed teams uh, of two. Uh, we invited uh, 
And some of your listeners probably have heard the story before, some haven't, and even my friends have heard the story a million times, but I want to make sure we're on the same page. This all started to uh, make the CrossFit community more inclusive. So I decided to have a team competition June 18th because I was I had an influx of athletes. Uh, the first time I've made anybody pay to compete. So you have 10 spots open for uh, competitors that want to pay to compete, but to make sure... Um, to make sure it was inclusive, I offered a free spot to the Outwad Foundation, a free spot to uh, the Phoenix, and I know you're familiar with what they do, yep. and a free spot to the TBO camp, uh, James Thompson's camp. So that's day one, uh, June 18th from 10 a.m. to 1 p.m. in Boston. And day two is the individual competition, 10 a.m. to 1 p.m., where it's 60 athletes, 30 males, 30 females compete and throw down and we have a good time. Our thing, um, our number one goal always is to make sure that everyone feels welcome, whatever that means. It doesn't matter what you look like or what your orientation is. Uh, I want everybody to feel welcome on the floor, on the uh, competition floor. And we also ran into this, which I like a lot. We call ourselves a small-time comp with a big-time feel. Um, I don't want the – I never want a competition or the competition we run to be longer than three hours. So – and now um, – a watt an hour, and then we get in, we get out, and we get to know one another. So, how do you pull that off if you don't want to, if it's you know going to be three hours, or you do you have them running in heats and they're doing like one long workout, or are they still doing multiple workouts with short breaks? Multiple workouts with short breaks. Uh, I'm dating myself, but I'm from the era of the sanctionals, and mm-hmm. I know these athletes are fit, uh, but I want to make sure that it's uh, I'm going to get along with it. So. This is why I look at it. The, if the sport of CrossFit wants to grow, in my eyes, the major sports are three hours. And I'm talking about everything. When you go to a sporting event, you're like, I'm going to be there three hours and I got to go. Um, and I love what these, you know, these athletes are getting fitter, so we just throw more wads at them. But if I'm going to run the competition for my own sake, I want to keep it three hours. and uh, A wad an hour, 10-minute break, 15-minute wads, run the heat. And we can test the fittest in three hours. We can still get that. I think we still get a good evaluation of who the fittest are in three in three watts, and that goes for the spectators yep. too. The spectators, you go ahead. Well, no, no, you go ahead. Tell me what you're saying. I think the spectators too. I think if you're a spectator, ah, uh, man, I, I tell you this all the time. I got a friend who doesn't do CrossFit. We've all brought people that don't do CrossFit to events, and they're like, okay, the person with the six pack just had their toes hit the bar, then the other person with the six had their toes hit the bar. They they get the point, right? So. Right. Um, you go in, you get, you know, you go to Bender Village, you buy some swag, you get some coffee, you see an event and you're like, you leave there thinking to myself, this is a great experience. And the athlete side as well, uh, everybody watching or listening knows how much effort these athletes put into their body with the, the, the stretching and the, the, the nutrition and the work they put in. I don't want to hinder anyone's or make an athlete sore for five days because five days and someone's training is precious. We can test the fittest without getting them super sore or without wrecking their training. That's my thought process. Yeah, but that's the fun part. <laughs> <laughs> Just wrecking them. Do they do they get the workouts in advance or they find out the day of? You know, they, uh, you know, it's so crazy. I've, I've been thinking about this a while. Um, I, uh, I feel like some, and I understand people with their programming, it's, it sometimes can get a little too precious. Um, I want them to know the workouts. For example, remember the, when the league happened six hours ahead of time with CrossFit HQ? Yeah. Oh, yeah, and, yeah. Oh, no, yeah. I definitely remember. Right? In my head, <laughs> people were like, oh, they leaked it. And, I, and if you can't do a bar muscle-up, you can't do a bar muscle-up. So if they leak it, who cares, right? right. Um, I get made fun of over here. I've leaked the wads. Leaked them. I'm, I'll give you the wads right now. Because uh, I, I think in the end that – it, if you prep, if you're prepped uh, for the workout, you'll be fine. CrossFit's only 15 movements, right? You pull, you yeah. push, you move a weight, you squat, the squat variation, you move on a machine, you bike, you row, and that's the cool part. You know what you're gonna get, and that's all how you sequence it, right? Um, that I've always heard this, and John, cut me off anytime. I've always heard this: uh, the butcher and the surgeon, right? And that's how I look at programming. You know, the butcher and the surgeon have the same tools. And some people are, are butchers with their programming, meaning 
they're they're great. They got a knife, they got some stuff, and they'll cut up some meat and make you a beautiful roast beef sandwich. But some people, I'll use Bergeron, for example, as a surgeon, right? He's got the same tools. He's got a knife. He's got some needle. But, he, you know, sews you up or, or what's the term? Uh, it's surgery, right? It's small, quick, but saves your life. Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah, no, no, no. It absolutely makes sense. I, uh, I think we've all experienced that, you know, particularly, you know, the kind of the average everyday athlete like me and I think a lot of our listeners – you know, you might see that when you go to two different gyms, you go to one gym and, you know, they program really heavy and, you know, they're yeah. kind of pro- programming for the elitist of the elite athletes. And you go to the next gym and they're programming for the everyday guy, but it's all the same movements. It's all the same. It's not like a thruster over here is different than a thruster over there. It's just, you know, it just may vary by weight as an example, you know, and it just it feels all or, or volume, you know, but all, it is all, all the same. All volume. And what I, I have, Dropping into gyms and meeting people, um, I think anybody in that CrossFit space, I've never had a bad experience at a gym ever. Like, you know, you've never seen a fight at a gym. I've never had a bad experience dropping in because no matter how you do it, the North Star is still the same. You're trying to make people feel more comfortable in their own skin. And if your North Star is is the same, I think we're in a good spot. I think, honestly, not for nothing, I think CrossFit's in a good space. Decent space. There could be improvements, but it's in a good space now. Yeah. I, I don't disagree with that. What do you what do you see in that makes you feel that way? I think we in 2020 we all had to check ourselves and you can take it on a macro level of America, but I'll just keep it CrossFit. We all had to look in the mirror and see what was going on. And I think we're making steps uh to make sure that everything's in the right direction. Heck, we had a big upheaval in CrossFit. We switched over CEOs. You know, things changed. People were let go, people were added on. It's it's moving in the right direction. It might not move as fast as we want it to. It's not moving as fast as I want it to, but it's moving in the right direction. Yeah, I think people are, tend to be arguing about speed these days, and you've got plenty of people that are still in the camp of it was so much better under whoever, you know. Mm-hmm. And and you know, I think people have selective memories, though. You know, they they forget about the complaints that came in under whoever was there before, and they'll forget about the current administration when the next one comes in, too. I think that's just kind of the nature of it. I, I just keep reminding myself, like, when I go in to do a workout, I don't think about who's running the joint. I think about what's this workout going to do to me and the people around me, and am I doing them justice by following the movements and and not taking shortcuts and and not cheating, you know, and making sure I'm getting my maximum fitness and then helping others when I'm done, cleaning up plates and and, you know, no one who's CEO changes that for me. No, no yeah. one's CEO. You know, you know, it doesn't. It doesn't that, uh, go ahead. Well, I was going to say, it just it doesn't change how I treat my neighbor. You know, that person, like for me, CrossFit has always been, and I've been fortunate to, like you, to train with a lot of great people. And the, one of the first things they instilled in me is like, don't leave the workout floor until everyone is done. And then when everyone is done, help everybody else clean up the plates. Like, it's kind of like being a parent, you know, it's the same thing, same principle of, you know, be a good human and, and take care of others. And, and that's why I've always loved CrossFit so much. Cause it, you know, you don't get that at, Oh, I shouldn't say you don't get it at orange theory. Some of the others, I don't know if you do or you don't, but I never got that when I was doing yoga, you know, or, or going to other group classes that I've done. It's always been kind of, you're still all about yourself. And for me, it was always about the community. And I think people forget, you know, easily forget that somehow. I'm not even sure how. Well, we've grown up, right? I, I, I remember distinctly when um when I knew CrossFit was no longer a fad that you didn't like a like a weird fad you didn't talk about, right? Like it was like, oh CrossFit, oh I don't know. I saw uh Modern Family, an episode of Modern Family mentioned CrossFit and I'm like, oh, we're here now, we made it, right? right. Like like we're more grown up, we're more sophisticated. So I think that it it's led to people being nice in the community. And you know, I, I can speak for here. COVID, these last two years was tough, were tough. Yeah. And, you know, the, the membership base here is so – I had a conversation with somebody today. The membership base here is so appreciative. We're open. Like, we, we are still surviving, you know, as a gym, as a community. Heck, I give so much credit to everyone here. For 18 months, they wore a mask while they worked out and didn't complain. Because that was – it wasn't whether you believe in COVID, blah, 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 blah. People lose their minds over COVID. But those were the rules. You had to wear a mask indoors. And they wore and didn't say a word. Didn't say a word. And I was just happy we were open. And um, like I said, everything's moving in the right direction. 
Yeah, I was just in Boston not that long ago for a meeting. Uh, the company I work for is based out of there, and you guys had just uh, gotten rid of the mask mandates in hotels. Mm-hmm. And when and you know we haven't had them here for a, a while here in Cleveland, and uh, we get there and I like I'm with my peers. I'm like, man, everybody seems really relaxed for some reason, like more so than normal in a hotel environment, you know. And one of the people that works there goes, yeah, we just got rid of masks. You know, and and it occurred to me, like, you know, to your point, even though people aren't complaining, it is a stress to some degree, especially when you're working out. You got the thing covering your face. You're trying to breathe and you're doing thrusters and rowing and wall balls and whatever. So I I'm hopeful that, you know, this mask mandate being lifted uh, makes people more relaxed. I, I feel it has already, at least in, you know, the little bit I've traveled in the last couple of weeks, people seem to be a little nicer to each other than they have maybe in the last couple of years. They're appreciative. I mean, you didn't, there's people here that I literally never saw their face before. And I coached them for a year. I never saw, they never saw my face either. And you're relaxed, appreciative, all the things. Uh, it's just, it's uh, you're like, Oh, that's what you look like. That's what your smile is like. Right. So it's an exciting time. Again, everything for the better. Um, so I'm excited for 2022 and whatever it brings. Yeah, I am too. I'm excited for the future of CrossFit. I mean, I, I, I like to believe I'm an optimist, uh, even though others might tell you different. Uh, <laughs> I do. I I see the subtle changes that are coming, and you know, I feel like um, the affiliates are on good footing, and that's what I'm most excited about. I honestly could give a rat's ass about the games. I mean, I love watching the games; it's fun. But if it's successful or not successful, it will only bother me if it affects the affiliates negatively. You know what I mean? Like for me, it's always been about the affiliates. So I'm. I don't know. As long as the affiliates are growing, people are happy. Affiliates are getting support. I'm good. So of we'll course, see. and I think there's also something to be said about taking care of your own front lawn. And I will bring it back. Um, like you said, it's it's the reason I'm here, and some of the things I talk about a lot is the invitational, and that's because it's my baby. I think that you, you, if you take care of your front lawn, you know things will happen. You know, you if you, I. <laughs> I'm of the camp. I can't wait for somebody to change something for me, right? Uh, or the reason I think this the invitation is successful is because we didn't wait. We acted. That's what I like to think. So we acted. We acted on uh, seeing change. We acted. We proactively asked the TBO camp to come down, the Outward Foundation to come down, uh, things of that nature. You're actively working with uh, the adaptive athletes. I love what you're doing. You're proactively making things happen as opposed to being in a comment section and making bad comments. Yeah. Well, I mean, I think we're all, um, we're all responsible for helping each other. And, and, you know, and the adaptive group's a good example of one that they weren't getting the, what I believed was the full attention. So I could bitch across it about that, but they got their hands full, <laughs> you know, like they're doing plenty of other things. I'm not going to blame them for not addressing a need when they have a doubt, like they have a checklist of needs they're trying to get through. And that one, you know, unfortunately wasn't top of the list. So I'll look at it, see if I can help, you know, that's what I love about what you guys are doing and what you've done here specifically. I mean, I know uh, when you started this thing, you know, three seasons ago uh, you were taking money and you guys were donating it to charity. And it sounds like now you're bringing in more charitable organizations. The Phoenix is a great group. I love that you're working with them. Yeah. I'm working with, I want I want the comp to be the voice for the voiceless, even though I, let me take that back because the Phoenix is doing great things and they have a wonderful voice. But I, here's what happens at the affiliate level. You can work out next to anyone, meaning you can work out next to an adaptive athlete. You can work out next to a person that is games level. You can work out with somebody that's just starting CrossFit. It just happened here in class today. Class just ended. What happens in competitions, and it's no fault of anybody, you you have to break it down, masters, you, you break it down to scaled, RX, elite, right? So there's almost this uh, uh, separation in the comps alone. Uh, and if I get to the spot where it's too many athletes and I have to break it up into divisions, I will. But I just want to make it male, female, and everyone on the floor together. Simple. Um, and that's, and we are bringing in organizations, but we still want to keep that, uh, 
that you can work out next to whoever. I think that's, I think that's just a great feel. Yeah, I think that's amazing. And, uh, you know, so you've got so many great groups there, man. Outwide, uh, they're, they're out foundation now. Sorry. Will's out foundation. Gonna, yeah. Yeah. Will's going to kick me in the balls for calling them out wide. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> they, they changed their name, but they're doing great work. Uh, you know, we just had James Townsend on talking about his group. I got to go work out with those guys soon. I told him I don't have the abs to do that, but I'm happy to, happy to show up. Those guys are too fit for me. All oh man, they're doing well, they're doing amazing things. James Townsend, he's got a crew of people. Like you said, you have to have abs to work out with them. They look great. They're doing great things. James Townsend is a great coach. The, the guy never says anything bad. I, I wish everyone the best. I, I really do. I truthfully do. I think he's coming up to Boston to coach Malonza Hayes. So that's going to be exciting. I never met the guy in person. I think this is what, what's crazy is over these last two years, actually, I don't know how it goes for you, meeting people in real life. You're like, oh, because you yeah. feel like you know him, right, from Instagram or podcasts. And you're like, hey, that's what you're like, you know? Well, what I love about that, I love it when I find out I have friends that – friends of friends. So I don't know Malanza, uh, but I follow him intimately on Instagram because I love his page. And I particularly love his stories because he just put some crazy shit in there. And uh, so we're kind of always DMing back and forth, just little things, you know, who just make me laugh about something. And that dude is fit, like crazy fit. I'd love so, to watch him compete. I say this to Justin right when my coworkers all the time. Everyone's fit now. It's it's amazing. It's a, the the skill level of what athletes are doing, what the human body is doing, is unreal. I put a workout in with twelve muscle ups, and I got a message that said that's not enough. And I was like, "What do you mean twelve muscle ups isn't enough?" As I'm chicken winging over the bar. <laughs> you know what I mean? So right. we doubled the muscle ups, and everybody was like, "Thumbs up." I'm like, "All right, here we go." It is amazing, though. I mean, you've been around the game for a long time, and I remember you know, what, what year was it when um, maybe it was 13 when the workout, it was, um, oh, what was it, Karen, followed by double unders, followed by ring muscle-ups. You yes, remember that one? I do. I know exactly what that was. Yeah, and I remember vividly in the gym I was in, keep in mind, this was a very fit gym. Scott Pancheck was still training there, I believe, that year. And we had a couple others that went on to the games from that gym. There was like maybe two people in the whole place that could do muscle-ups. Like everyone's just flailing. And now I think you go in most gyms and people are able to do muscle-ups. It's just amazing I, how far we've come. It's amazing how far we've come. And I think it's amazing the education of the coaches, right? Um, a thing with me, and I've talked about it in the past, is like, making sure the coaches get paid. I got, <laughs> somebody's going to listen to this and laugh. I got a lot of causes. But one to me is coaches should get paid because what people are doing, the specialization of the sport, I mean, the, the crew at Power Monkey, it's unbelievable. Because uh, before it was like grip and rip. And now it's, you know, where you point your toes, what you do, keeping your stomach tight. Shout out to got, to people like Daniel Trainer. He's a, he's a big time gymnastics coach up here, the power monkey camp, uh, the way that we talk about how to lift. Um, there's that video of Amanda that you know about where everybody did the squat snatches and Kalipa almost fall off the screen. Right. Yep. And now we're teaching people how to hit the hip, how to catch a snatch the right way, how to clean the right way. We're doing everything the right way. Cause I think in the past CrossFit got the rap of go fast and don't care about form. And, we know that's not the case. If you're in the gyms or in the community, you know that we care so much about form. Because you can't go fast if you're not doing it right. Yeah, no, I agree with that. And I'm, I'm all in on the camp. Coaches got to get paid. Like if we're, gonna, if this is going to be a professional sport or you know, professional environment, you know, forget the sport of it. Um, coaches got to make money. You know, in the old days, that was a running joke. You know, you'd have the person who owned it. And then you'd have four coaches that were college students working for a free membership, you know, and they had their level one, but you know, they went for their, you know, 48 hour class and that's all they knew. And this was, you know, again, again, this was 10 years ago. So it's a much different environment than today, but uh, it is super important that uh, coaches are able to earn a living doing this. And I think it seems like CrossFit's in investing money, uh, in helping continue to build this out. I mean, I, you know, again, I need to talk to more affiliate owners to, get full insight the best i can tell uh every gem i set foot in the coaching seems to continue to improve yeah because also the audience improves the yeah. uh, when i say the audience improves so where in where i am boston's a transient city right so you get people no longer do you give people that have never heard of it we're getting people with 
four or five, 10 years of CrossFit experience. So if the audience is improved, the coaches better damn well have improved, you know, because yeah. they'll call you out if you don't know what you're talking about. And um, I think that what's good about it is the education is right at your fingertips, whether it be books, the internet, podcasts, reading. I, I think that you can always, um, if you have a good thirst for knowledge, you can always do more. Um, so, yeah, that's where we're at. Uh, so this competition you're putting on, the one thing I've seen in the, the community lately mm-hmm. where there seems to be the most anger and, and kind of justifiable anger is bad movements being posted online. And <laughs> I, know, I know you've seen it, you know, people talk about it all the time. I guess what kind of my question here is, you know, you're doing a live comp, like what are you doing to help the judges to battle that? Cause now you do have an experienced audience base watching that knows the difference between a good air squat and a bad air squat. So, yeah, I have a lot of thoughts on that. It's an awesome question. The, the way I was always explained judging standards, okay, is a nine-year-old should be able to look at that and say it's a good rep or a bad rep, okay? So what I mean by that is I know, for example, we have uh, some dumbbell overhead squats, a squat is a squat, hip crease below knee, and stand all the way up. That's what it is. You enforce the standard, and if it's not a rep, it's not a rep. Now, people complaining online, I, I, I want to say this the right way. If you're good at something, you'll get called out. You'll get seen. But if you're bad at something, people lose their minds. Right. I, I think the bad will weed itself out. If you just hold the line, hold the standard. I, I, I'm, I, we have never had an issue with judging because I think the standard is very clear. Uh, a squat is a squat. Chest to bar is a chest to bar pull up. Uh, I, uh, we have made sure the movements, there aren't movements that could have any gray area. I'll, I'll leave it at that. Um, and I see people calling each other out online and I get it. Uh, we're trying to be a tighter sport, so we have to have higher standards. Uh, that was a long. I, I don't think I answered your question. No, no, I you did. That, yeah, you actually, you, know? you answered it brilliantly. For me, I think that's the biggest problem with most comps is that they put in movements that are really hard to judge. So if you put in movements where there's no gray area, it's easier for you know Johnny or Susie Judge, who's an amateur, not a professional CrossFitter, to call somebody out on it. It's when you do like like at the games a year or so ago where they were doing uh, the, the headstand, handstand pushups, free with, you know, freestanding, you know, as soon as I saw that, I'm like, who the hell is going to judge that? Like, you know, somebody's going to put that in an everyday comp and nobody can judge it. It's just, it's nope. too convoluted. You know, it's not like a strict pull up where your chin's got to go over the bar. Like it's real simple, you know? So I, I think you answered it perfectly. Just well, keep it, keep it simple. Keep it simple. I also think, right. It's, so we fall, we all fall in this trap. I fell into the trap last year. I'm running a comp and it's like, you know, what can I throw out that no one's ever seen? And then, you know, I had a talk with my team and they, they helped me out. They said, to just keep the main thing, the main thing. And it sounds so cheesy. It sounds so mundane, but no, keep the main thing, the main thing. It's 15 movements in the CrossFit, like literally 15 movements. Okay. In the level one handbook. So we're not testing what's the craziest. We're testing who's the best. No sport changes the rules. Football is football. Baseball has been the same. Basketball is basketball. Hockey, you have to put the puck in the net. So why do we have to why do we have to come up with something no one's ever seen before? We can just do what we do and we do it really well. And that sounds so boring, but it's true. No, I think it's right. I mean, you know, I can I maybe could understand it the games where you're trying to find the fittest on earth and you want to throw in you know, some, some sports, because one of the, I think one of the common mantras of CrossFit from the beginning was Glassman's quote, which was, you know, go try, you know, new sports, you know, go do something different, you know? And, and so I get that why, why you might go into games, but for a competition, you know, a two day comp where to your point, you're trying to get people in and out in three hours, um, you know, doing crazy stuff creates, you know, it does nothing but create anxiety and typically bad judging. You know, or and or at a minimum, get your standards questioned, and it's tough. So I'm glad to hear you guys are doing that. That's uh, going to be fun. It is tough, and I think there's so there's two things, right? There's there's one in the gym setting. Okay, we're just trying to make people healthier. So you just you, you program for that, and you don't have to do anything wild and crazy. Right? You just make them better. You squatted ten times on Monday. Next Monday, you squat twelve times. 
Now, in a competition, it's called the sport of CrossFit. So, yeah, you just hold the line, and, and instead of doing something wild, like I said, instead of doing 12-bar muscle-ups, maybe this year it's 24. But I'm excited. Go ahead. I, I know you had some questions lined up, and I just, I just keep stepping on your toes. No, 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 no. The thing you got to realize about this show, Burn, we don't plan shit. We just, we <laughs> just wing it. We, we wing everything, man. We just, you know, we just want to have conversations and find out what's happening. And it sounds like a super fun event for you guys. I wish I could get over to Boston. Uh, every time I end up there, I'm working. So I don't get any free time to come by and see you guys. Hey, there, I'll tell you one thing right now. There's a ticket with both you and Nikki's name on it. If you want to come down, if you can get to come down, we'd love to have you. What's crazy is uh, in, in Boston that weekend is, is June 19th, Juneteenth. For those who don't know, make sure you, you uh, look it up. You should know or hopefully you do know. And then there's also the U.S. Open in Boston. So uh, for the first time in 30 years, so there's a lot going on in the city. It's going to be, uh, yeah. kids say it's going to be lit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, true. And uh, let's see. So that's June. And I'm just looking at the dates. Oh, yes, that's a Sunday. I think that, that means I'm going to be I think I'm going to be off work Monday at this point because it's a, it's a bank holiday now. June. 10th. Hey, hey, as it should be. And I'm, I'm telling yeah. you, hey, look, look, here's the deal in Boston. Right. I feel like there's so much and I'm going to brag about my city for a second. There's so much in the northeast uh, in our sport. Noble headquarters is here. Right. You got Invictus Boston. You have CrossFit New England. There's so much going on. So many cool and interesting things in the sport of fitness that are up here. Um, I sound like I'm selling on, on you coming down, but I want you to come down. We'd love to have you. We'd love to have you because I always see these competitions. And I, I've, I've been lucky enough. I was lucky enough to be one of the MCs at Wadapalooza this year. Um, and I think we are coming off that COVID funk where, like, now we can see people in real life and be like, hey, nice to yeah. meet you. You know, so there's a ticket for you uh, on us if you can come down for you and Nikki. You, you know, Nikki's only like half an hour from you, right? Like she's just right up the road. She has no excuse. So it's crazy. <laughs> she has a small baby now. It's crazy. I met <laughs> Nikki. I met Nikki in person about three years ago. She Because she, she hangs out with Steph. Yeah. Um, spoiled, spoiled brat. You know, she hangs out with Steph Chung, who I see probably three times a week. Uh, working out so yeah so i met nikki uh three years back oh we gotta get steph back on this show i love steph and she's got a new puppy so i gotta talk about that dog she just got she's got a new puppy she's uh she's great she's uh super fit probably i would say i know people do their top five list in person top five best movers i've ever seen meaning like the way she moves weight the way she does muscle ups there's no flaws in her game none yeah She's and she's just a damn great person. Yeah, which is which is even better. So this is awesome. All right, so this comp uh, before we wrap it up here, um, mm -hmm. can people still register? Or are you guys booked? People can still register for the team. Um, anything that people want to do, they can register for the team and go on Comp Corner under uh, the Invictus Boston Invitational Team. If anybody has real questions, they can uh, DM me at. I'm sure the Instagram would be up at Burn K Prince, or they can email me at burn at InvictusBoston uh, dot com uh, for the team and for the individual. We are still sending out invites, and the truth is, um, if I if I'm being totally transparent, and I know we talked a little bit about money and things of that nature, I'm looking for more sponsors because when I started this competition, it was about diversity, and it still is. And the first year we did the competition. It was 2020. We did it in 33 days. For those who don't know the backstory, it was basically Greg Glassman said what he said, and I threw together a competition, and it was a smash hit, right? A live stream. I'm proud to say we were the one of three competitions that had a live stream and spectators that year. So when I sat down and I wanted to do it again, I felt it would be disrespectful to the athletes to have people compete and go to a podium and only get a bag of coffee. And that's no knock to anyone. It's just I didn't want to run that kind of competition, okay? So I was lucky enough to reach out and do it the right way with sponsors and things of that nature. And we had a good prize purse last year. And I want to make it a bigger prize purse because talking about coaches getting underpaid, these athletes, no matter what level, it's, it's expensive. It's tough. They're paying for their own training. Some of them have second jobs. Um, I, I think if you do any competition, or I should, if you do this competition and you podium, 
You should be compensated with money. So that's why I'm here. Yep. Well, no argument there. Well, we'll talk off the air. I might have some names for you. I'm not going to name drop on the air, but I can uh, certainly point you the way to some. But if if anyone's listening and they want to help fund this or sponsor or be a part of it, reach out to Burn. Uh, I'm sure you'll uh, you'll take all comers that want to help with that for sure. I will. And I, I so we we have done a good job. I've heard this term. Um, I'm sure you've heard it too. Non-endemic partnerships. Yeah, yeah. So uh, I'm happy to say that Noble has always been a great sponsor, and they continue. They they were the first sponsor we ever had. Uh, this year we uh, had no. We have Noble. We have a company called Jim Wallet, which is a Bitcoin company. And I can say this on air officially. Uh, we're still working on the logos. Uh, we have the Red Sox, the Boston Red Sox sponsored this con- or sponsor. Wow, this year, very right? cool. So I look at the landscape because uh, I really, really, I'm going to get all like, uh, I don't know if cheese is the right word, but I love the sport. You love the sport. People listening love the sport. And I, I, I think that if we just look inside the sport to grow it, we're, we're doing it a disservice because there's so many companies out there because this sport is good enough. The talent is good enough. The people are good enough for it to be one of the major sports. So when I say I'm looking for sponsors, I'm, I'm saying I'm thinking we are thinking way outside the box because we have an opportunity to grow and it starts with us. Well, I don't have anyone as big as the Red Sox listening to this show. It's mostly my mom and dad, but you never know. You never know. Right. You never know. And mom, mom and dad are super important. you never know well if you look if anyone listening wants to get involved uh shoot burn a dm uh or the invictus boston invitational uh this thing is coming up june 18th and 19th at the phoenix boston 54 new market square boston massachusetts uh and i think it's a great event burn i'm excited for you guys big fun i'm excited too Uh, i appreciate you having me on i appreciate you letting me send uh, so it's always like, uh, what does everybody say? Spread the gospel. But yeah, it's kind of spreading the gospel, right? We're, we're improving lives. We're helping people out. Um, uh, as includes the athletes and spectators. It's been too long since you've been on before. So anytime you want, you know, just to DM away, we'll have you on anytime. You're yeah. great, John. All right. Well, great. for everyone listening, we appreciate you guys joining. Uh, we got one more of these coming up after this, uh, talking about another event coming up, uh, down in Nashville, Tennessee. And uh, so hang on and you'll get to hear that as well. Roy Mangrum, what's going on? What's going on, man? We're going to give the radio illusion like we haven't done any of this already. And that the, computer, <laughs> the computer didn't crash at all. But for those listening, uh, our special guest uh, for this portion of the show is uh, Roy Mangrum with Barbell Voodoo, who uh, you guys are probably, uh, those at least that follow, are very aware uh does all my crazy t-shirts for me. How's it going, yeah, man? How you doing? Dude, I'm doing good. Glad to be here. How was uh how's life in Tennessee today? It's beautiful today. It's like 71 degrees. It's uh it's it's nice. It's really nice today. Dude, that's like 71 degrees is like the dead of summer in Cleveland. <laughs> the best. Yeah, it's, we, uh, it's, we just it's, got it's nice we here. just got past snow here. I just started mowing the yard. It's great. Mm. Like I I love. I'm finally in spring. You know. Yeah, Absolutely we're already mo- we're already doing the mow the yard twice deal here. So <laughs> I've only I well technically I've mowed it twice, but only because I'm trying to keep up with my neighbor who decides we're going to have a long <laughs> war. So that's uh, that's going down now. It. So that's exciting it. stuff. Well. Uh, for everyone listening or for those that are watching, um, we're having Roy on tonight to talk about some stuff going on in the community. You guys are putting on a hell of an event down in Nashville at the fairgrounds, Music City Fit Expo, which uh, yeah. when you and I were talking about, sounds really, really cool and something I think I need to make an appearance at. But uh, let's talk about it a little. So what what is this thing coming up in June? Yeah, absolutely. So um it's an all-inclusive uh, fitness expo. So what we're doing is just trying to bring everybody under one roof. Um, uh, a, a guy here in in the community had been had been putting this on. Uh, a guy's name is Ryan Freebing. He had a a fitness publication. Uh, it was music or Nashville Fit Magazine uh, for several years here in the in Nashville. COVID, you know, kind of put the kibosh on everything. And he had started this expo several years before that. And it just kept growing and growing and growing. And we were a vendor there every single year, a vendor, sponsor, and, and just had a good time. 
2020 killed it, right? Uh, 2021, you know, right. I mean, everything was in line. And then right at the last minute, uh, the city extended like the gathering restrictions or whatever that craziness is. So uh, he had to cancel it again. He ended up uh, kind of just getting out of the fitness game altogether, got rid of the magazine. And uh, another buddy of mine went up to him and said, hey, man, we'd like to resurrect this this expo with your blessing. And he blessed it and and jumped in and, and gave us some pointers and, and he's you know helped us out along the way tell us where he made mistakes not to do the same thing and uh here we are we're uh as we record this we're six weeks out so so excited uh got over 100 vendors uh seven plus uh group fitness type events yoga and different things and then uh a crossfit competition uh a strongman competition a calisthenics games it's it's going to be pretty crazy. How many people do you guys think you'll have in attendance for something like this? I think we're going to have about two thousand, just off the way it's trending right now. Dude, that's a that's a lot of crazy fitness people in one place. That's a lot of fitness people in one place, isn't it? You, you know what I love yeah. about these these uh, these mixed fitness places? Like when you go to the games, everyone in the place looks like they're ready to compete like everyone like they it just yes. at a moment's notice someone's going to point and go hey we need somebody to come do thrusters and you got to run yeah, down there run and down go yeah. <laughs> yeah women are women run around in sports bras and booty shorts and dudes are in nothing but shorts no shirts at yep. all like probably all chalked up you know like just ready to go but when you go to these mixed events man all of a sudden you start to feel kind of normal Cause then you see the people that are really like hardcore into like, I love the, you know, you told me you did strong man. Like I love the strong men because yeah. uh, they're just eating everything in sight with no regard yeah. to what's in it. No. Just like, give me calories. No. Just give me as much yeah. as you can, you know? And I'm like jealous of that life. Just jealous. Yeah. The, the Arnold was the first time we went and did the Arnold. That was like the craziest experience because you legit had everything, every mix you know, you had your bodybuilders, you had your, your power lifters, your strong men, um, you know, of course, your CrossFit athletes, uh, all under one roof. I mean, it was, it was such a diverse thing uh, and popular. I mean, how many people go to Arnold? I mean, it's thousands oh, and thousands. That, that place is wall-to-wall meatheads. I mean, it's, yeah. nothing but, it's nothing but spray tans and protein farts as far as the eye can see. <laughs> It's absolutely the best. I love it so much. You know what you don't get at the Arnold that I'm interested in you guys have is yoga. Like, I never see yoga stuff floating around at the Arnold. Yeah. Uh, what was cool when we're, we're kind of putting this thing together and and thinking about, you know, what – as we looked at the, the expo and, and any expo, I mean, we've, I mean you, you know, man, we go to all kinds of events all year long. Looking at some of these events, especially expos, to me, they feel like flea markets, right? You walk in, you walk through one time, you've seen everything, you leave. And I was like, we really want to keep people here all day long because it's adding that value to the vendor, right? Right. So that's why we did, of course, you have your uh, events that you can spectate. The CrossFit going on, it's like a you know four to six hour event. Uh, strong man's the same. We're like, what if we put in like every hour a, a different participation-based uh, fitness thing? You know, kick it off first thing in the morning. Here's a yoga session. Uh, you know, we all need to work on our mobility, so let's do that first thing in the morning. And then from there, it just cranks up and escalates all day long until five o'clock when it's over. And we all go uh, down to Old Smoky Moonshine for the after party and. You know, get all liquored up and walk around Nashville. Yeah, see, that's my mobility. I mean, I can't speak for your. Mo- oh, you, you look plenty mobile, Roy. I'm sure that. I'm sure. <laughs> I, I'm sure you're all bendy and great at yoga, but you no, know, no, I'll no. just I'll roll into the moonshine place, no problem. That'll be. Fun. Yeah, I'll be there with you. I'll be there. <laughs> what? Well, who's programming the CrossFit event? So there's a, a local um, a gym. Well, actually, they own two gyms. They own. Uh, CrossFit Nolensville and CrossFit Music City. 
they put on a couple of comps uh, here in Nashville every single year. Uh, one is the 615 Throwdown. Uh, well, they're actually both called 615 Throwdown. It's like a spring and the fall series. Um, and they are doing their event at this expo, but th- it's a different event. So this one's called Battle of the Boxes, and it's you bring your top eight athletes. So each gym can only submit one team. Four scaled, four RX, your best. Um, and then they, there's some kind of, um, for the scaled athletes, there's like a questionnaire. I mean, I guess you could lie on it. But um, to, to truly weed out, okay, this is a scaled person, this is not a scaled person. And it's winner take all. And there's thousands and thousands of dollars worth of uh, 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 gift cards and stuff like that that they're going to win, you know, from these different equipment manufacturers and, and vendors and stuff that are going to be at the expo. Dude, I'd love to see that questionnaire. There's nothing that drives me crazier than, than an RX athlete in a scaled division. And I've seen that so many times. I hate it so Dude. much. It just I want to wring their neck every time I see it. Well, you, oh. you've met my, my business partner, Jeremy, right? You've oh, met yeah, him at yeah. these events. I know yep. you've met him at the games. So I remember we had just started uh, Barbell Voodoo, and we went to this scaled competition uh, in Murfreesboro, which is just down the road from Nashville. And uh, he's, he's going to compete in scale, and he's a legit scaled athlete. He's still a legit scaled athlete nine years later. And uh, he's going in there, and he was like, he had worked on his pull ups like for weeks and weeks and weeks, just trying to string stuff together uh, to have a respectable number. And he jumps up on the bar, and the dude beside him just bangs out like 30 butterfly pull ups. He's like, Are you kidding me? Some of a bitch is not scaled. Right. <laughs> Hence the question there. Yeah. Yeah. There, I know that stuff's hard to weed out. You know, it's just a pet peeve for because I've I've seen that so many times. Butterfly yeah. pull ups in a scaled competition. I think the best way to do it. I know this wasn't the point of the combo, but the best way to do it is you do the questionnaire, but then you also have to make sure there are movements you don't allow. Like you can't you can't allow butterfly pull-ups. You can have pull-ups, but you have to specify butterfly are not allowed. That way, if you can do them, you have to do the slower method because often you'll find these RX athletes that do butterfly so often they can't go back to do strict or something else. I I did a comp with a buddy of mine once. We actually won and we were in a scaled, scaled old man division, you know, and it called for single unders. He couldn't do them. Cause he had, he had not really? done, he hadn't done single unders in years and like he wow. kind of RXs every workout I ever did. So in the workout, I forget exactly what it was, but it was basically rowing and single unders or wall balls and single unders. That's what it was. And while you're doing single unders, as long as you don't break, the other person does wall balls. So there's some strategy as to how long you should be doing single unders, you know? Yeah. Well, he, he got up there and he does like one in trips and then I got to start doing single unders. Well, sorry for him. I can do them all day long. That poor dude was, <laughs> I, I think I had it. He did like a set of like a hundred wall balls or something stupid because I'm just sitting there just doing single unders for like three, four minutes. You know, that's hilarious. So I know, but that's the easiest way to weed it out. But My that's opinion. a great idea. Yeah, no, that's a great idea to actually limit, you know, uh, okay, well, you can't do, you know, if it's exact, exactly, you can't do butterfly pull-ups or no, that's a great way. I'd never thought of that myself, actually. Yeah, super easy. How did you find CrossFit? Like, how did you get in? Start getting in CrossFit. You told me you were in uh, Strongman yeah. before. Yeah, well, it's powerlifting, actually. So powerlifting. Sorry. Yeah, I was. Uh, I man, I had competed in powerlifting for like eight, nine years at this point. Um, this is my mid thirties. Um, I just moved to Nashville. Um, I was training for a competition. Uh, it was kind of like my comeback. I tore a tricep and I had got it, gotten it fixed. Um, and I'm training to go to this this uh, uh, powerlifting meet, and you know, just put on weight, and it wasn't coming off as easy as it used to. You know, used to you know some tuna fish and yogurt, you know, meals, and for a couple of days, and you drop a few pounds and make your weight class, and you're fine. Right. It just it wasn't working anymore. So I was, I was trying to figure out, okay, do I have to go in a different weight class that I don't want to go in because I know I'm going to get murdered in there or um, figure out something different? And I'm very, 
you know, and I've, I've done the Globo Gym and things, you know, all throughout my life. I can't just stand on a Stairmaster or something. I'm, I'm too ADD. My mind's going too many different directions. I have to have something that's uh, constantly varied. How about that? So, there you go. Um, anyway, flipping through ESPN one night, it was like an old replay of uh, the CrossFit games back when they were in Carson. And I saw is you know all these dudes and probably Rich was the main one I saw. I'm like, man, this dude's strong and he's got abs. I'm gonna go try that. And I went in the gym and of course you know typical meathead. I went in. And I'm like, guys, I'm not here doing that fancy CrossFit stuff. I just need to lose some weight. And they're like, oh, okay, cool. Well, stepped me right into class doing walking lunges <laughs> and uh, ring rows, which was the worst workout I've ever done. Um. And I just fell in love with it. Dude, I got where I was going, you know, twice a day, and I just I fell in love with it. And that's that same gym is, is where Barbell Voodoo was born anyway. So it's it's uh, kind of full circle. How, how'd the abs turn out? I still don't have them, uh, but I'm going to keep working <laughs> at it. <laughs> I, I make that joke all the time. Like when I started 10 years ago, I'm like, I'm going to get really ripped and get abs. And 10 years later, I'm still like, I'm someday I'm going to get abs. Like. <laughs> Right, like the abs is to starve yourself. I'm convinced of that. I'm completely and utterly convinced, and I'm not willing to do that. I'm not doing that either. I'm also yeah, not well, giving up my bourbon. There, yeah. Well, yeah. There is that too. I want to see if I can bring up this floor plan. We were talking about this earlier. Uh, yeah. Those that are listening aren't going to be able to see this, but we can kind of talk people through it. And we're using our fancy new technology here. So this is cool, dude. So. Uh, I'll yeah. describe what I'm seeing on the on the screen for those that are watching. But it looks like we got stages on both ends. Battle of the boxes out here on the left, and uh, strong strong man on the right. Am I looking at that right? Exactly. Yeah. So, uh, and in between those two stages, this this room that you're looking at is forty seven thousand square feet, and it's packed to. I mean, there ain't room for anything. It's packed. Um, and what's really cool about it, too, is we've done, and, you know, it kind of falls in place with, you know, kind of what we do with Barbell Voodoo. There's a lot of cool photo ops that are kind of hidden throughout the, the room. We've done a lot of, uh, like, uh, wall decals of different things you can do photo ops with because uh, everybody likes to, you know, take their selfies and whatnot. Uh, but, yeah, it's, it's a room, uh, 47,000 square feet. Stage on each end, uh, hundred over a hundred vendors between the two, and then if you see the bottom there, John, there's those two kind of like teal colored booths. Yeah, yeah, that's a walkway into another room that's another twenty seven thousand square feet, which you're going to have the uh, every hour the group class turns over. Nice, very nice. Yeah. Hey. I'm looking over the names of some of these vendors. It's one called Voodoo Cairo. This isn't just some booth you set up to rub people down, is it? Is this like a real? <laughs> no. When, when this, um, so funny story about them. Uh, when we when we started our, our company, you know, it's almost nine years ago now. Uh, this this uh, chiropractor, her name's uh, Megan Pfeiffer. She was always at these comps we were at, and we just became great friends with her. She'd come over, hang out at the booth. We, you know, we've been standing there all day. She'd give us an adjustment. And uh, when she broke off from where she was at and started her own um, chiropractic practice, she asked if she could use the name. I was like, of course you can use the name. Like, who cares? You know, go for it. So, yeah, Voodoo Cairo. Very cool. Well, this looks yeah. like a great event, dude. Um, uh, other thing I'm noticing, you got a lot of food vendors in here. It's nice. Are you guys getting to bring in your own vendors as opposed to being forced to use what's provided? Is that right? Yeah. That, well, it's kind of it's yeah, it's kind of like a mix. Um, the place does allow us to bring in food vendors. They will also, you know, um, just because of the nature of the differing clientele that's going to be there. Yeah. You know, you know, powerlifters and. Yep. And strong men that don't want to eat paleo food. Um, <laughs> yeah, no there, shit. There'll be there'll be burgers and chicken tenders as well. So nice and beer and beer. So well, I, I'm always amused at these uh, events that, that uh, it was the Mac a few years ago. Actually, actually, the last few years, even last year. Yeah, you know, they get you get boxed into using the vendors that 
that are part of the venue. And, you know, it's a fitness, a CrossFit fitness venue. You know, CrossFitters are notorious about their food. Yeah. And um, it, it just always amuses me because you'll go in, it's all burgers and popcorn and beer and, and every CrossFit yeah. place is just bitching. I'm like, I love this stuff. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know what all your well, problems I mean, are. Yeah. And, you know, I, I feel for, you know, the ones that are competing because I know, you know, going to a lot of these events, if they didn't bring their food, you know, you don't want to go eat a greasy cheeseburger before you go to like Karen or something. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah, not if you don't want to poop your pants. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Sure. So um, it's cool that we we do have both options there. So um, yeah, it's, I actually had a call with the the paleo place, and she's like, "How many people we expecting?" I told her, "She's like, oh my god, we got to get to work." <laughs> so uh, they're You're expecting like, yeah, to be busy. You're like, don't worry. The power lifters and the strong men aren't going to eat your stuff. So just you're making yeah. just for CrossFitters. That's it. Yeah, they're they're going straight to the chicken tenders. Don't worry. Yeah, exactly. Well, hey, before we wrap up, so let's tell everybody where this is going to be. So it's the Nashville, Tennessee Fairgrounds, right? June 18th. Is that right? Yep, June 18th um, at the at the at the Nashville Fairgrounds. Uh, tickets are ten bucks at the door. Um, yeah, I mean it's 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 uh, six weeks away. We're excited. Um, We've been sold out. The vendors have been sold out um, for months now. I mean, uh, we put the the booths on sale January fifth, and forty five days later, we had sold all hundred uh, booths. So it's it's going to be packed. Very cool. And if they want to find out more information on you, barbellvoodoo.com, right? Yep. Yep. And musiccityfitexpo.com. And we haven't even talked about it, uh, but I'm going to mention it here. Um, Nikki and I are working with Roy and Sean and Tommy to bring Talking Elite Fitness to Barbell Voodoo, bring Make Watch Great Again to Barbell Voodoo, bring Kettlebells and Cocktails. Ben and I are coming in for Scale and Bell. You're going to be carrying all of our stuff here in no time. Hello. We got, we, got a big ass, we got a big-ass warehouse. We got plenty of room for you. Well, we're going to be bringing in lots of stuff. And, you know, Sean and Tommy and I have been talking about this for a long time about – being able to collaborate and and put out stuff at the same time because we share a lot of the fans, although they have a lot more than we do. But um, you know, to certainly be able to you know put out some seasonal stuff and and uh, you guys just do such a good job of getting things turned around quickly and great customer service and you know taking care of people. So I'm I'm really excited about the collaboration. I, I think it's going to be great for all of us. Yeah, and I, I appreciate you trusting us, man. Because you know when we first met you years ago, we were just some random <laughs> tent at the games. <laughs> so, look at us. It. Look at us now. Look at us. Look now. at us now. Hey, and you got this fancy screen now and look at all this stuff. I know set up like this. We kind of look like a weird before and after picture. I don't, I don't even know how to describe <laughs> it. It's uh, I feel like I'm, I feel like uh, I'm figuring out what my beard's going to look like. If I let that thing grow in, <laughs> you don't want to look like this, John. No, don't do it. I, I couldn't if I wanted to. I was just telling somebody uh, I work with a guy who's like yours, and I'm like, I got beard. Mine's all patchy. It might keep it short because it can't grow in. Like it looks fine short, but anything longer than this, it just it looks weird. It just doesn't do that. It just gets like all curly and fro. Looks like a little chin fro. That's what it looks like. It's not good. <laughs> chin fro. Yeah, That's it's good. not good. You got that. You got that uh, good manly like ZZ top thing happening. I well, like it. it's 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 taken a long time. We we had went to. Uh, this was funny. Uh, I'll, I'll leave you with this story. So uh, we got some best friends that, that we kind of hang out with all the time. And uh, Christmas last year, being in Nashville, there's all kinds of music stuff going on uh, during Christmas. And uh, they had gotten free tickets to go see the Oak Ridge Boys. And I'm like, oh, this sounds cool. You know, I grew up and listened to the Oak Ridge Boys. And if you know who they are, John, I don't know. Oh, yeah, I do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. So uh, we walk in and... Uh, you know, I'm, of course, I've been drinking for a couple hours, and I walk in and I meet the table because it's kind of like a group, um, uh, just like random, all these people at different tables, right? I walk in and I buy a round for the whole table. I'm just trying to make friends, and uh, the lady that was sitting there, she goes, are you related? Related to who? She's like, the guy with the beard on the stage. I'm like, are you kidding me? Seriously? <laughs> just because I have a beard. But no, yeah. this, I thought that was pretty funny. That, that dude had that beard before it was cool to do so too. Like I, because I grew up in the South, and my parents were big country yeah. music fans, where my dad was, and uh, so we always had the Oak Ridge Boys on. He listened to them all yeah. the time, you know. And they had the one guy with the beard; it was kind of quiet, and he had the deep voice, you know. Yeah. And it was way before people were doing that, you know. Now, 
is you got a real Chris Stapleton thing going on. It's probably more accurate. <laughs> yeah, there you go, right? Well, that's what people would relate to now. And I mean, he's yeah. I mean, that dude's the man. I love him. He Chris is. Stapleton, he so. is the man. Yep. He's yeah. A good one. He's great. All right, dude, well, this, this is fun. I'm excited to get down there. So everyone uh, listening would love to see you guys there. Music City Fit Expo, June 18th, Nashville, Tennessee at the fairgrounds. Uh, if you haven't been to Nashville, I lived there for a few years. It is a fun, fun city. And you can certainly get into trouble and find a lot of stuff to do. And, uh, <laughs> but, I, but I think this event would be uh, a, a great way to start. So get down there. Roy, thanks for joining. I appreciate it, man. Absolutely, man. Thanks for having me on. All right. For everyone listening, we will talk to you guys soon.